The trophy has been secured. The parade route has been planned. But Tito won't be on his scooter for that parade. And we're going to talk about how Francisco Lindor might still help the Cleveland Guardians next season. You are Locked On Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the final Tito home game edition of Locked On Guardians. Uh, I am your host, Jeff Ells. Today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Game Time. Download the app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Last man tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. The Ohio Cup, staying in Cleveland. Guardians split the season series with the Reds, which means it stays with its previous owner, which it has since. 20, what did I say yesterday? 2014? 2014 it stayed here? Uh, yes, that is what you said yesterday. 2014 was the last time the Reds won, and no one had won it outright since 2020, I believe. So I know no new cat. Still won it outright. Hmm. I should point that out before people ask. Yes, this is a new cat uh, with the the people who are here just for the cats. Uh, new kitten. <laughs> she's very That's loud. How we lost. So she, That's how we lost she'll all be, the use. Yeah, she'll, she'll, she's going to be the new co-host of the show. Uh, already a very loud kitten, so uh, just going to warn people ahead of time. If you hear a squeak, that is why. It's not. It's it's their cat squeaking over winning the Ohio Cup. Jeff, do you want to take a yeah. guess at the Ohio Cup MVP? If you're if you're playing at home, don't look it up if you don't know already. Did they um, announce this, or is this yeah, just you? So this is the mo- oh. this is the uh, official Frank Robinson Most Outstanding Player Award for the Ohio Cup. This is a very uh, big award. It's Frank Robinson. I, I would argue that the most outstanding player is actually because the same name for Frank Robinson is a bigger deal than the the trophy itself. I think uh, Cleveland should get a draft pick compensation for having had a player win this award. Uh, just like, you know, agree. if they won a rookie of the year or for rookie fa- uh, finished top three in the MVP or Cy Young, uh, they should get an award. Uh, I don't know. Let's say class A. Let's get, let's go weird. Not class uh, A. Bo Naylor. Unfortunately, not Bo Naylor because he didn't play because obviously they're facing a lefty and we all know that Bo Naylor doesn't even know the direction. Well, you need you need Cam Gallagher's Cam, Cam Gallagher, Cam Gallagher's stellar defense as he showed in this one. Of course, absolutely. Cam, yeah, it's absolutely Cam Gallagher. No, you're, you're getting warmer though in that direction. Uh, of a terrible Miles Straw. Miles Straw is your 2023 Frank. You had a good game tonight. In fairness. To him, he was he was seven for eleven in the series against the, the four games against the Reds this year with a double, two steals, and three walks. No, I mean he he had a decent game tonight. Uh, I just felt like every time I looked up, he was on base. And it is funny that Miles Straw is, is the guy, but I mean, it's one of three guys with two hits. Of course, Cam Gallagher is the only guy who didn't get a hit at all because Cam Gallagher is Cam Gallagher makes Miles Straw look like a you know Hall of Fame bat. Unfortunately. Um, you know, I'm sure he's a great dude. Uh, Shane Bieber like pitching to him. This is a rough offense, and this was a good performance by Bieber. Like this has to make you feel a little bit better, either in terms of if you're a team trading for him, or if you're a Guardians fan with him going into next year, right? Like coming back. We'll and, get to that. We'll get to that. But I, I, it's all thanks to Cam Gallagher. That's what we've learned. But again, Straw was. I, I distinctly remember watching tonight's game, being like, 
Wow, it feels like he's been on base a lot the last two games. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, 500 more plate appearances, guaranteed, because he won the the Frank Robinson award in this one. You just want to make everyone uh, turn off our podcast right now and never come back with that statement. That's right. 500 more plate appearances, everyone's gone. You're going to have Guardians, the last 100 people just tune us off forever. I don't know if it felt like there was more of an effort in this game because it was Tito's last home game yeah. or it was the Ohio cup. Obviously everybody it was on the line, but they attempted one, two, three, four steals tonight. They were only two of four to be fair, but I'm like, where was this aggression all year? Like, do they just know, do they have something on Andrew Abbott? They didn't just steal on Andrew Abbott. They also stole, they stole two of the base on Abbott. No one was on Duarte who they got thrown out by, but Maybe they threw out two or four. Like, did they have something on the pitchers? Were they just trying to uh, get one over on Luke Maley just for funsies? Or did they actually put effort in? Because, like, you know, for a time this year, we would have loved to have seen four steal attempts in a year. Some games, there were absolutely none. Uh, Miles Straw was thrown out. Naylor was thrown out which by a lot, which was interesting. But Loriano stole and Freeman stole. I mean, where, where was that aggression all year? It, like I said, it felt like there was... There wasn't it was that more was of part a, of our problem. Yeah. We talked about that, that the new rules were supposed to benefit them. And then it did the exact opposite. Um, yeah. I mean, it was nice to see that aggression. I don't know why it took, you know, 159 games to get us to show some aggression, but you know, you and I have very different views on this. It's one of the few things we do, but it just felt like, like, I don't know that they were not ready for, for anything this year. They weren't ready for rule changes. We weren't ready for approaches. weren't ready for the season to begin. I'll say it again. Every single guy on this team outside of Joe, Joe Naylor, nope, Josh Naylor, had a worse season. And that's weird to say every single player, but it's true, and it's weird, and it can't all just be players. Yeah, uh, when you have a whole organization go that direction. Look, this is not a this is not a day to dwell. This is not a day no. to, to complain. They won. It was, it was the last game of the year they really needed to win in terms of, you know, emotional he wanted to win the final home game for tito i will say it was nice how often do you see in sports a manager get to leave on his own terms or even players or managers leave on their own terms and be revered i mean especially in cleveland in cleveland how often do we as a city want to run every single player or every single person else person in charge of any sport cabs browns guardians slash indians whatever like we've had we've we, fans often do want to run certain guys out of town and there are people who obviously have been fed up with tito but like i said yesterday it is hard to argue that 10, the last 10 years or 11 years have not been one of the best runs in this franchise in the last century i mean they, have, they didn't win a world series you go back it's been 75 years since they won the world series they didn't win one during Tito's tenure. That's that's disappointing, obviously. Still hard to argue that the last 11 years, for the most part, they have not come into every season expecting to win. I mean, nobody knew what to think in 2013 because they were coming off one of the worst stretches ever, right? They did make a couple free agent signings, all that. That didn't even really work out, to be, to be honest with you. 2021, I think people had a lot of questions about. But other than that, you know, you came into a lot of seasons expecting to win. I don't know if anybody expected what to, what happened last year to happen. And, of course, we had expectations this year. But 
it's hard to argue the last 11 years haven't been <clears throat> for the most part better for this organization. He, he is leaving this organization better than he better, better now than when it was when he came in. And you don't get to say that very often for someone in, in sports to be able to write their own ending like this. I know it didn't end the way we wanted it to in 2023, but um, I think to have that is nice. Nobody left that ballpark tonight without chanting. You know, usually people are headed for the exits very quickly when the game is over or the ninth inning to beat traffic. Nobody did that tonight. How often do you hear a manager's name chanted, right? There were chants of Tito in the ninth inning and then obviously the end of the game. How often do you hear that in sports, a manager or a coach having their name chanted? You don't hear that very often. Yeah, I mean, it, it's an unusual situation in Cleveland. It's a very unusual situation because they never get to keep anyone. Um, you know, he was beloved by everyone. Uh, you know, there there are some fans maybe it wasn't as beloved by, but, you know, just the, the way the media loved him and the way that his players seemed to love him. Uh, you know, there's he, he was he, he was in charge for, in my opinion, the fourth best run in the history of this franchise. You know, you have the two that won the world series, um, you know, the, those two runs, and then you have the nineties. And then there is this, and this is a set, mm-hmm. essentially, he was the guy who was managing for the fourth best run and, and we can pick nits all day long, but he was in charge for the fourth best experience Eddie fan has really had. And we're lucky we had two that we're the only, you know, there's not a lot of generations that had overlap between two of those because, you know, was it, um, you know, the, yeah, the 70s, 80s, 80s, nobody wants to remember. No, it, it, and you know, it was a great run. He was uh, a central figure in all of it. And yeah, it, listen, I, I still was hoping they'd lose. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I think there's, for me, it's all about upwards and onwards to next year. And I am fully focused on the chance to, to add elite talent to this team as opposed to sentimentality and i know that's going to put me in the minority and it's going to have a few people who uh maybe aren't happy with that statement but that was my view like no matter what happened i'm i'm rooting for a loss in every game and like i saw you know every day or kurt smith talk about they're in third now it's like good i wish they're in fourth let's get a higher pick it doesn't matter <laughs> if you're second third or fourth right now what matters is where you pick it is a little more on tito a little more on Bieber. good start for Bieber. some injury watch and we will update lottery watch all coming up Speaking of upward and onward, you don't need to plan in the 2024 to buy tickets. You can wait till the last second. Uh, if you are one of those people, I have a little more anxiety. I don't like to wait that long. But if you are one of those people, uh, game time is definitely the place you want to go to buy tickets. I was browsing around the other day looking for tickets to an Ohio State game. Um, I probably shouldn't go. I have very, I don't know, I let, I let Ohio State football control way too much of my emotion if you follow me on, on Twitter. But uh, I was checking the app and... There were some good deals on some upcoming games. The the Maryland game, the Penn State game, I was looking for some deals on there. And when I was browsing through, I was able to see pictures of the seats. And, you know, maybe I'll still pull the trigger on those tickets because they have deals on all kinds of events right up until an hour before it starts, whether that's a uh, sporting event, theater, comedy, music, all that good stuff. And with the game time guarantee, you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row, or and row for less, uh, game time is going to credit you 110% of the difference. Um, when you use code locked on MLB for that first purchase, after you download the game time app, you're also going to get $20 off that first purchase. So you can't beat that terms apply, create an account 
and redeem that code locked on MLB L O C K E D M O N M L B for twenty dollars off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. And the Guardians will be off Thursday, but Friday, the final weekend, they get to hang out with Miguel Cabrera this weekend as he uh, goes out as well. He'll join Tito kind of retiring. Talk about a, you know an, an unusual situation. Uh, how unusual is it to have like kind of back to back series is where there's like a Hall of Famer retiring? Yeah, yeah. Should be an interesting weekend in Detroit, <clears throat> and uh, you can listen to all that action no matter where you are on your serious XM app starting on Friday night at 640. You made a good point before too, before we went to break about the, the players and the players would not let Tito go back in the dugout. Jose Ramirez kept him out to get his final, you know, a do from the fans, which is cool. Um, and I, you know, we always talk about how much, you know, how much do coaches and managers really have influence over what happens on the field. And I think there's a lot of, mixed opinions and there's not a whole lot of science and, and data behind it that we can really prove. Um, the one thing I could say is communication. You it's in sports with pro athletes to get them behind you hundred percent and talk about you the way they do. That matters. The players do say they love Tito and, and um, look at the situation in San Diego, like right now. And this is not this is nothing against Bob Melvin, truthfully, because I think a lot of people have a very high opinion of Bob Melvin. But right now, there's a lot of mess going on there. You've got a lot of talent on the field. You've got a GM who who's probably going to get fired, who you know might be at the fault of all this. But there's people who say that Melvin and <clears throat> Preller don't get along, and I see re- comments that say, "Well, you're not always going to get along with people you work with," and this is true. Um, but communication really matters, and it really helps when the players are willing to run through a brick wall for you as the saying goes. And um, if you're able to communicate, you can at least all effectively be pulling in the same direction and, and have the same goals and meet the same goals. If there's no backstabbing going on behind the, the, the scenes. And I'm sure there are things they, they, you know, don't agree on, but you know, there's a lot of bad situations out there. And also, like you said, Tito's going to be a hall of famer. He did break Boston's curse and you could argue the players did that. Obviously they did, but they were down 3-0 and they came back to win that series. Um, and Tito chose to come to Cleveland. I remember when they hired him and then the people on, on Sports Center didn't even believe he was coming to Cleveland. Like, I don't think anybody believed he was coming to Cleveland. It was amazing that he chose to come here because that's usually not the kind of candidate Cleveland gets. So, Well, he did leave Boston with some issues which you know it it led to him coming here and i think part of that the reason he wanted to come here is the same reason jose wanted to stay here which is um, it's easier the ability to play without some of the increased uh annoyances agreed sure we'll talk about tito next week and in the coming days as well because there's there's a lot to say and there's a lot to learn from his tenure here and a lot to look forward to in terms of what might be next and i'm sure we'll talk about managers more um, good, good start from Shane Bieber. I was most impressed by the fact that, and it, again, a lot of the, sometimes when you're throwing pitches or however you're game planning, it depends on the lineup you're facing, but would have to think that it was good to see that he relied on that knuckle curve as his second most used pitch. He got a lot of swings and misses on him. He actually got some called strikes on it. That pitch has been, that pitch, I mean, outside, you know, 2020 is, is 2020. 
that pitch is kind of what led him to the Cy Young Award that year. That pitch was absolutely nasty for him in 2020. And he has kind of knocked that back in terms of his offerings. Tonight, he threw a ton of them. And I, I thought he looked probably as good as we've seen all year tonight. So uh, that was a, a good sign to see. 100%. He looked, that's, I felt like that was one of his five best starts of the year, honestly. Mm-hmm. And just seeing him go out and perform. And again, this is a very good Reds offense. It is a team that has performed well all year. And to go out and see him do that, uh, like I said, either you view it as that has to make a team feel a little more comfortable in acquiring him, or if you're going to hold on to him for at least part of next year, makes you feel better about having him as an option. I have no idea what's going to happen with Shane Bieber. Anyone who does feel like they have a strong idea or knows what's happening, I would call a liar. Uh, I don't think anyone knows what is going to happen just because we'll have to see how the market shakes out and everything else. But it's going to be interesting to watch. And this was a start that made you see shades of the Shane Bieber of even a year ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he was, I mean, he was not his Cy Young self. And I, I, again, we need to be careful how much stock we put into 2020 for anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, But the 2019 version of Shane Bieber was an all-star, right? And I don't know if he was as good last year as he was in 2019, but he was pretty good. Good Good enough to, he was good enough to be a guy that you felt good about. Excuse me one second. Starting game one of a playoff series. And yeah, you said that's as good as he looked. He looked like he did last year. So that's good. He's still, you know, is it 90, 92? That's interesting. You pointed out that uh, you don't know what's going to happen because I was going to put you on the hot seat. Obviously that's Shane Bieber's last start of 2023 i was going to ask you quickly yes or no is that the final start for shane bieber in a cleveland uniform yes you just said you I didn't mean, know I, you just said no you didn't knows. know how you your no. answer nobody knows i mean I, i'm not saying like bet on it i wouldn't bet on yes, it but if, if, if i have to if i have to go one way or another i say yes because the ability for whatever acquiring team to maybe get a draft pick out of him uh i think add some more value and you know you and i talked about this off air listen this is a lost season it's been a bad season but is there a world where you know if you're cleaving this offseason you flip bieber and you get something that helps you now and you flip him to an arizona you flip him to um i can't remember what other team you talked about a team that has one of those competitive balance picks and if you just try to really load up on this year's draft because they're gonna have two first rounders like can you get help plus like that's where it gets interesting to look at yeah, those that's some of the factors. I mean, you've pointed out multiple times before in here that look, the market for pitching is gonna stink. You've got Blake Snell, who we talked about the other day. He Can might be really he, expensive. He's gonna be expensive. And I, I don't know I wonder how many teams are already thinking about, like you said, they're gonna regret signing him just I wouldn't want I wouldn't want like if the Guardians have money to spend, I would not want Yeah, if he's I gonna was, win a how often is a guy win a site is gonna win a Cy Young and you're like, I don't want that guy. Like I don't, he's a free agent and you're like, I don't want to sign them. And they're, right. I think people are going to regret it. Whoever signs him. I think there might be some regret there. I agree. He's going to, it's going to be weird. We could be, we could be totally wrong, but it's going to be him. It's going to be Nola. It's going to be Lucas Giolito, who um, is still going to get a multi-year deal, but it, you know, it's still and you have Shoei Otani who can't pitch next season. So the market right. is incredibly thin. There might be a team out there willing to say they are willing to trade something of value for Shane Bieber in 2024. And like you said, that allows them to put the qualifying offer on him and get something back. It depends. Like if an offer out there exists that, like you said, helps Cleveland in 2024. 
do you can you get the Lindor deal? You know, can you can you get no. the, where you get you get some help in twenty twenty four? I mean, not that level. You're not going to get anywhere approaching no, that level. No, no. But if you can get a deal where you get help in 2024 and you get help down, you get a potential to get help down the road in the same deal, yeah. is that better than playing one more year with him and just sending him out with a qualifying offer? I would say yes, if that offers, if that deal's out there. Uh, I We are going to talk about Francisco Lindor helping Cleveland out one more time, possibly here. Um, in just a few moments, unless you got anything else you want to say on Shane Bieber. Nope. Yeah. Snapping the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Uh, the app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, overs, unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off this season today. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NFL. Isn't that true? Yeah. The final series of the year starts on Friday at 640. That is going to be Cal Quantrill and Joey Wentz for the Tigers. Mm -hmm. If you are at a high school football game, make sure you have the SiriusXM app downloaded and search Guardians so you can listen to all the action, no matter what bleachers you're in and who you're cheering for. Uh, I probably should point out, too, that Gabby Arias went on the IL. on Fractured wrist. A fractured wrist. Yeah, not, that scares me. Wrist injuries are scary. Yeah, so that's why Rokio was up on on Wednesday and played. Yeah, it's, that's a that's a bummer. That is a bummer, and it sounds like there's a chance that Jimenez may not play again this season. He did foul ball off a knee, and they're a little more hopeful on him. He's not on the IL, I guess, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play this final weekend either. But hey, that maybe that helps Cleveland. Um, I don't know. I'm, do you? I'm, do you think that Cleveland is more likely to win any games this weekend with Arias at short or Tyler Freeman or Brian Rocchio or Jose Tena? Who, who's more likely to give you a chance to win individually? Um, it's Gabby, Tana, right? Yeah, I think Tena gives you the lowest chances. Um, or lowest? Freeman. It's, it's Tena or Freeman gives you the best chances to lose because I think Freeman's the worst defender of that group. Um, and I think Tena's the worst hitter of that group. Although they were going to play, they Joey Wentz is a lefty. So if you start Gabby Arias against a lefty, you can guarantee some bad results. Yeah, but it's not like uh, it's two lefties. Gabby, if Gabby played against two lefties this weekend, he would. Yeah, but Ty, Ty Freeman. Ty Freeman's had a pretty putrid year and can't hit lefties either, so he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, Gabby at least would give you some run defense. saving defense yeah. that, that might cost you a. One of the pitchers giving up a run. I'm see. I'm with you now. After winning that game, on I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be against the win on the final day of the season. I know, like you said, sentimentality shouldn't be the way to go here. I wouldn't mind it, but now that they've at least won the final home game for Tito, I'm I'm perfectly okay being swept by Detroit. If they lose two, if they lose Friday and Saturday, Detroit and win Sunday, Detroit will still finish ahead of them in the standings. That still puts Cleveland. In but the Pirates may great. not. Who do the That's Pirates the have? I mean, 
Uh, I got to double The Marlins. Check. The Marlins are desperate. The Marlins, the Pirates have the Phillies tomorrow, who tomorrow's going to be a hangover lineup for the Phillies, so the Pirates are going to win that game. Uh, yeah, I guess you never know, but it should be a hangover lineup for the Pir- Phillies on Thursday. Cleveland just got swept by Kansas City. Nothing is assured. This is true. Well, okay. Cleveland is not a good team this year. We've established that. The, the Phillies are got swept by the Royals. Nothing is assured. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll give you that. Uh, um, the Marlins, though, are desperate. They they lost to the Mets today in at least game one. They're good. We'll they they two, two runs in the ninth. They're going to win game two after the Bulls. The Marlins, the Mets. The Marlins. Oh, come on, Mets. Okay, so this is what we were alluding to. The Mets yeah. uh, are playing the Marlins. We needed the Mets to beat the Marlins to help out Cleveland because the Mets are also ahead of Cleveland in the draft standings. Who do the Mets play over the weekend? Uh, isn't it somebody? Do they have the Phillies? Like with the hangover lineup? I thought someone is facing. Well, yeah, that's, they have the that's Phillies. Thursday. The Mets have the no. Phillies over the weekend. Yeah. Weekend, so the yeah. Phillies, the Phillies cannot improve. They already had the first wild card. Um, it's pretty. It's almost guaranteed. I think. I think they've already clinched the top wild card spot. Actually, there's yeah. no moving. So the Phillies can rest and be prepared. So this would be a lot easier if. Um, you had a full like the forty man roster call up thing, right? Where you can yeah. call up anybody and bench everybody. Yeah. It's only going to twenty eight. There's only so many guys you can rest out there. And, and for the people getting annoyed with this, here's here's the basic calculus on all of this. Just to throw this out, if Cleveland is currently slotted to pick eleventh right now, um, the win today combined with um, Detroit having an off day, Pittsburgh losing, and the Mets splitting, um, is it probably eliminates them from seventh. But if Cleveland could have gotten up to the seventh pick in the draft, that's 1.6 million difference in pool money. That's huge. I mean, think about it. That's you look at the guys they sign. There's not a lot of guys got that much money. You are getting the equivalent of a bonus second round pick that you can spend. Now, yes, the higher picks will cost more, but there is that. And then, you know, the difference between 11 and eight is still 1.3 million. So it is a huge hit when you fall out of that top 10. And they're lucky because the Nationals can't, pick higher than 10th because of the new rules so they can even though washington should have the fourth worst record in baseball i believe or fifth worst record in baseball right yeah they'd be fifth worst. they can't they have to be 10th so you, this is why we're rooting against cleveland right now a chance at a top 10 pick in a year that has about seven uh really good college hitters there's a chance that you're looking at a guy who could help this team in a year and a half still get there for jose's prime still and power hitter yeah, yeah, but power hitter is a way to continue. Uh, there's nothing to be gained by winning. If the Tigers finish second, that's good. Who cares? That doesn't mean anything. Like, I literally told you off air two days ago that, like, if you want to test for, like, who is a bad sports writer, go find or the sports writer you don't need to follow. Uh, go find the guy who's going to write a whole article about the importance of the Tigers finishing second. There's no importance to it. That's just – it's it's phony baloney. They're going to finish second because, you know, one team isn't making an attempt. Like I, I, anything other than that is just, it's, it's, it's looking for a story to write that doesn't exist. Uh, Not to, I mean, I like the Tigers. If the Tigers jump out next year, that wouldn't surprise me at all. They have a lot of top hitting talent coming together, Mm -hmm. but the value of finishing second versus third, it doesn't, you're first or you're nothing. You're in the postseason or you're trash. Like that's essentially what it is. It's not like these guys, we're going to finish second. No, that's not how it works. (laughs) No one's getting riled for that. The only good consolation prize that exists is the Ohio Cup. That's the only thing. Finishing second place doesn't matter. 
The Guardians have their trophy. There's no there's no trophy for second place in AL Central. There is a reason they give out a trophy for the Reds and Guardians series every year. So that tells you right there. Any any sports writer who thinks that the Ohio Cup is not important, you don't have to follow them either. But if they think that I guess second, don't follow me. <laughs> don't follow Jeff. He doesn't think the Ohio Cup is important. How dare you? Have you seen that thing? <laughs> there is a, there is a real trophy. It's wonderful. Yeah, it, and they have an award. It's, it's a bunch of baseballs as sticks just sticking out the side of a. Tr- of, it's of just a piece plates. of metal, as Rob Manfred would say, right? Well, Rob Manfred is just. <laughs> hey, I Listen, will give him credit. The lot. Um, well, no, no, we don't give him lottery. credit. He the gets lottery. no credit for anything. No, no credit to Rob I'm, Manfred. That wasn't here. Him. Okay. That's that's the players' association pushing for that as a way to incentivize prospects. That is something he he gave off. <laughs> To help get it done that is not him okay. it's not like he came up with it so rob manford gets credit for nothing okay so tony you clark, get nothing tony clark thank you tony clark for negotiating the uh the lottery yeah they'd pick 11th right now without the lottery <clears throat> although without the lottery from... washington will also pitch pick yeah. fifth you're right so yeah. and well even even without the lottery this weekend against detroit would still matter in terms of of draft standings and, yeah, and i think <clears throat> Also, want to point out too that yes, we think this is a good draft class coming up. I think we both agree that this past draft class was also pretty good. There's a chance you could better get at the top, who, but this one's a little deeper on the back end of the top ten. Yeah, so you know, most years, like what two years ago, I, whatever. Most years, you might be saying, "Well, this doesn't matter because there's no guarantees in the MLB draft," and there is no, there is never any guarantee. But the one thing you can say consistently about Cleveland is that they have not ever picked, like you said, Clint Frazier was what, the eighth pick? No, he was oh. the he was fourth. He was, was fourth. fourth. Okay. Pick. So they have not picked that high since then. Yeah. Um they Clint are Frazier, by the way, just turned twenty nine to make you realize how long ago that was. He was a fast. he was an eighteen year old when they drafted him. So I still thought he was gonna be an all star, I will say. That was one of my biggest misses. I thought he'd be an all star, but yeah, so you could always say, yeah, the MLB draft doesn't matter. But like Jeff said, there's a chance that there are some guys in this draft next year that could fly through the system as a hitter and help you no matter what you end up doing. Um, so that the opportunity next year uniquely – now, most years this might not matter, but this is a unique situation possibly to finish. And and like you said, there's two years. If, if Cleveland, Cleveland can do this in 2024, but they can't do it in 2025, correct? No, they can so, but there's a weird, weird, yeah, yeah. There's a weird world where, like, let's say um, they they have a high pick this year. Let's say they, you know, they go, but then they next year just barely miss the postseason. They could end up with top ten picks in back to back years because guess what? Next year, Detroit can't pick in the top ten. Kansas City That's can't right. pick in the top ten. All those teams can't. It's going to be really weird. There's going to be a whole bunch of teams that can't pick in the top ten next year. Colorado, Oakland, Kansas City. Um, the angels were just barely outside, but they couldn't cause they're a big market. The Mets, uh, Pittsburgh, Detroit, yeah. none of those teams could pick in the top 10 next year. Yeah. Uh, Hey, tomorrow's so show, a weird draft. tomorrow's show mailbag. Uh, we got some other things that we want to talk about, but let's get some mailbag questions. So YouTube comments, Twitter. Yeah. I don't know where else you'd get us. Maybe we can find another re- way for you to get at us. I don't know, but YouTube that, comments, yeah. social media. Mailbag uh, for a while. Yep. 
And we want to thank all of our everydayers for joining us, commenting, leaving a review, all the kind words uh, for all of you out there. We appreciate you. And let's end it how we always end it. Go, go, Guardians, go. Goodbye, Tito. We have enjoyed you. Go going. <laughs>